up, long players? Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, and whatever else sounds good to us. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records, joined by Nate Holt, my co-host. What's up, Nate? What's going on, everyone? Jared Fulton, who you may remember from last week's show or previous episodes of the Long Play Listening Party. What's up, Jared? Nate, blessings, everybody. And welcome to Jared Lee, uh, who's also involved in the Dead Minutes project. Uh, we're listening to side two of the Dead Minutes album, Tigerfish, today. What's going on, Jared? Hey, what's up, man? I'm pretty excited, everything. What song are we starting off with? Number 11. Uh, I don't have the title in front of me. Nate, do you have the title? I want to go. Jared? I want to go back. Okay. Uh, yes. Did, yeah. did we miss the song Jared played bass on? Uh, no, I think that's like later no, on we... the album. Okay. Okay. Um, what are we going okay. back to? What are we going back to? Oh man, that's all Isaac. I never knew the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's, who said they wanted to go back? What are we going back to? I mean, that's a mystery. Did... Yeah, never to be solved. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know that that was one of the great things about Isaac's lyrics is it's, I mean, it's epic. I think that's the the easiest way to describe it is that like, like his ability to like pinpoint any kind of emotional content in any genre, whatever it may be, is pretty sick. So I think I was okay. confused. Is the is I want to go back the name of the song? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought someone was saying yeah. they to replay a song from the first half of the record. Oh gosh. Gotcha. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Well, I real, real who's on first situation here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, that's got to say. <laughs> As beautiful. Right. So, oh, okay, so we definitely want to flag uh, when Jared's song comes up, we definitely want to flag that. But, Jared, why don't you tell us just about what you remember about uh, Mixtape Sound Lab and, and recording in general and that kind of yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Music was coming together. Absolutely, man. And I hope I don't, uh, if I repeat myself from the last episode, please let me know. But, yes, Mixtape was uh, conceived and built to be a place for Lawrence, man, because Lawrence, at the time when I built Mixtape Sound Lab, Lawrence really didn't have a studio um, of the caliber that we were trying to bring to the table. And so we took over the spot that's famous in Lawrence Laura called Mercy Recording right above the uh, bottleneck. So um, I had worked up there when it was House of Blues and Avalanche uh, Production Company. I'd worked with those guys for a while. And so I kind of had the track knowing that everyone was moving out soon and Mercy was stopping. So I called the landlord as soon as I found out. I was like, like 24 years old and got into this studio and took a couple years to get all the funds together and uh, all the gear and all the knowledge. But two years later, we were up and running. And uh, yeah, it was. we had a good run. I think we, the mixtape was from like 2005 to 2010. We were up there for about five years, seven years, I think, but five years operational. Yeah. And uh, it was great. So many good memories, man. Um, like uh, like on this song, for example, like this is a riff I had. Um, I was like, man, this, hey, Isaac, check this out. It's kind of this cool, tall Westerberg vibe. He liked it, and so 
cut the guitar real quick. And then I ran into the other room. He went to the vocal booth. Said he had lyrics after he heard the guitar. So uh, it was a it was another one take <laughs> one take wonder. I went in there, played the drums, to the recorded guitar. Isaac belted out the vocals, and I believe that we did some fun overdubs. Like you might hear some overdubs here and there for vocals, just to stack his vocals, or so he could do yeah. like you know doubles and ad libs and stuff. But that would be the extent of it. I mean, none of these songs had more than an hour of time <laughs> spent on them because that, you know, that was Isaac's rule. That was Isaac's rule. You know, it's like we're not overdoing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that dude was killer about that stuff, man. Like he, I remember one time we were writing music and he took like, like um, all of his lyrics and he folded them all up into squares and rearranged them on a table and was like, "That's the lyrics for the song now." Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Why not?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's- Man, you're not making sense, right, Jared? Like, <laughs> his lyrics were like Legos, like that. Like they were interchangeable, but would work and still tell it. Yeah, paint a picture. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was super interesting. Like, like, and you were talking about like his overdubs and stuff, and that was always something that, like, just I got to watch him. Like when I was living with him when he was writing, you know, those a lot of those rap yeah. albums in the early 2000s. And then, of course, you know, like watching them write and record rock music as well, because I sat in the Farmer Cross sessions and stuff I did, too. And he just has this, like, really unique knack of knowing where to, like, place vocals in that empty space, you know, that you don't even hear is empty until he's filled it up with something. He was never lacking a melody, never, and always knowing where it needed to go when it needed to be there. It was unreal yeah. to watch, and how he could paint, how he could put it together so fast, it's still mind-boggling to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I'm just... Jerry, can you can you yeah, walk us up? through the? Uh, yeah, can you walk us through uh, Isaac's rock history? Because I always kind of thought Dead Minutes, not his love of rock music, but like his output of rock music, I went to your band, Absent Mind, or. Farm across first, then absence line. I'm oh, just trying see. to like put it chrono- rocking chronological. We're going order. chronological order, right? So, yeah. like, like projects that he played with, like performed with, or recorded with. Um, I mean, definitely there was the whole the Dead Minute stuff. Then I feel like there was uh, Rat Cannon was when he oh, came yeah. back. From oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the like he had okay. Like one or two groups with Dalen that never really quite like they didn't really record much. Um, I remember trying to help them mix some stuff, and then somehow they like maxed out the volume on all their masters. I don't even know how they did that. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that sounds terrible, guys. I don't know what you do." Um, and then like I like because like when he was working with Dalen was right around the same time as. I had stopped playing in my punk rock band. He was kind of in between projects, and I was kind of working on new guitar styles and stuff, and that's when we started doing Absinthe Mind. Then I'm going to save Armor Cross, and then, yeah! Dude! Yeah. Listener, audio yeah, he's holding up a rat cannon tape to the camera. Yeah, it was a Jasper handed those out at... Uh, it was like a, the memorial gathering that we had. 
the replay. I was gonna show mine. I think mine's downstairs. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's definitely yeah. upstairs. I definitely. I got shells of cassette. Right, o- right over by the old boombox. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to show this. The one of a kind Isaac went off. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaac was Isaac. Isaac was famous. Handwritten cassette tape, hand-labeled. I know. Jared Jared is the official archiver. Yeah, well, we're still working on some of the cassettes, like the four-track ones, because... Johnny yeah. got a real good four. Johnny Quest got a real good four-track uh, recorder, and so he's trying to get everything extracted and mixed and everything off those all yes. those cassettes. But uh, yeah, now I don't know. I don't know why I did that to myself. That was like a horrible thing to do while grieving, of just like listening no. to your friend's voice over and over again. I'm like, I was like, oh, that was not a healthy move. <laughs> Dude, I hear you, but it was honestly helpful for me. Like, I started putting this collection of demos together not even a week after, and mm-hmm. it honestly brought me a lot of relief. I mean, I was crying all the way through right. together <laughs> and finding the files and stuff, but honestly, it made me feel so close to him. And I was telling them in, in the last episode, Jared, like, I feel Isaac with me all the time. You oh, know, I just sure, do. Dude. I mean, it's not like... I think, I mean, that's one of those things I always say. It's not like I loved him. Like, I do. It's still an active action. You know, it's not, yeah. And so, you know, it's like, I think, like, I don't know, for me, yeah, that's like the, it's about growing up, you know? Like, I used to just, like, somebody I cared about died, I would just, you know, go rage and throw bottles against a gas station or something, you know? (laughs) Sure. That last song um, was so, is so important to me. That's That was Jazz Oracle, and I just think Isaac sounded tremendous there. So strong on the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that Especially one, heart. that one's definitely up there. You know, I think, you know, for me, the first song that I heard is, was it Nesbitt uh, sent me the, um, the Google Drive. Uh, that had all the uh, Dead Minutes songs on there because I had been asking Isaac about it for years and he said he could never find it. Now I, I know yeah. that's bullshit now. <laughs> like, uh, so that's just yeah. what he was telling right. me because he didn't want, he didn't want to show it to anybody yet. Because uh, yep. <laughs> I'm like, yep. no, it's in his shoebox of all of his most important shit. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was Anthem because it's in alphabetical order and that's the first song. And I don't think I listened to a different song for like, I think it was like on a car ride. I just listened to it for like an hour, just looped it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it's so, like, I don't know. I remember the first time I recorded anything with him. And I don't know, Jared, if you had this experience, like I had seen him record rap music and how he did it, and how I knew yeah. how that all fit together. And it made sense to me when Uh, The way that we were writing and recording stuff, we're doing on a laptop, so like I'd have to record my part, then I'd give him the headphones, and I couldn't listen to the mix as he was recording it because we had a pretty low-fi setup. And so I just heard him singing, and it sounded terrible. Like I thought it was the worst shit I'd ever heard, 
And I was like, oh man, I don't even, I don't even have the heart to tell him, you know, I, I love this dude. And like, I'm like, I'm never going to put this out. And then I listened to it mixed together. I was like, God, he heard everything that I can't hear, you know, like, uh, how is he? <laughs> what? What is that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> He had a supernatural ability in the studio with the pen, with the pad, with the brush. Like anything mm-hmm. he touched, man, it was just, it's just another level that will always continue to inspire me. And like, oh, now yeah. that we're talking about Isaac, this is a, Isaac's recording, this is a perfect spot. So this song, um, Golding, everything you're hearing is all Isaac. Oh, all wow. This is Isaac. So he this- used to live in this place called uh, The Chapel. I think it was on Kentucky, Jared, I think, yeah. or Tennessee. Yeah. But yeah. he, he lived in this place he called the chapel and uh, I brought a ton of gear over for him and set up like a demo lab for him. And uh, he, he took to it like a duck to water. Like a week later, like he was bringing so much stuff back up to mixtape, like ready to go, ready to dump into Pro Tools. Like, but like this was all done at his house with like CD players to loop drums, you know, pods to record guitars, uh, four track to capture it all. <laughs> yeah, he, he brought this back like a week after I gave him all this gear to like just shot like, down <laughs> demos. I'm like, dude, this is done. He's like, no, I want you to replace these drums. I was like, no, this is beautiful as it is. And so uh, a little side note, these drums are from, uh, I think definitely maybe that first Oasis uh, Oh, record. really? Oh, <laughs> no. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the drum intro. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. So he yeah. Was, gonna live forever yeah the cd player i had and i told him how he could like loop four or eight bars on this like old american dj thing so he would use that to just strip drums and then record on top of that (laughs) (laughs) i love this song man it's so perfect it's so isaac just air candy heaven man yeah man yeah it was like you know one of the things like if guitar players watching Isaac play guitar is like, a, it just, it's a mind melt, you know? Like it doesn't it really make sense. Cause like he learned how to play by writing music. So he knows yeah. no conventional sense of the guitar, no notes, doesn't even know how to count on the fretboard. Nope. <laughs> That's it's, crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the reasons why like when I started writing acoustic music with him, I like, did open tuning guitars so I didn't have any of that muscle memory or anything because I was like I want that like I don't know how to get I, you know I started playing guitar when I was like 13 you know yeah. I was like how do I strip my brain of all that I'm like oh, I'll just tune these knobs in all weird places and <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a way like back in I'm, I'm curious about um, Isaac's time with Varmacross because that's my one mm-hmm. the only time I met Isaac was at a Varmacross show I played uh, I was playing drums I still play drums in Dark Satellite so we played together and I said what's up after the show and that's my only interaction with him personally so yeah um, and that's a part of the story we haven't really gotten to so it sounds like Jared Lee can you oh yeah, talk yeah. About yeah. well actually now I'm thinking about it me and him were at one of your guys' shows out at the mini bar um, and I think he played a solo show that night, which was actually just so with Varmacross, he would just bring all of his music there, right? And then, um, and they had a really interesting songwriting process, but he had already written all these songs, um, but he wouldn't give them his lyrics. <laughs> 
So, like, he, like, when he would play solo shows, he would just use all the songs that he'd been playing with Varmacross, but they were totally different ones because he'd written different melodies, choruses, and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. Was, uh, I love it. I don't know exactly how everybody came together with Varmacross, um, but they, um, I mean, like, they had, you know, Bryce on drums, um, and, I mean, he's just, he's one of the best drummers I've ever just been around. Like, I don't know, he's got, like, big Coke energy. He's like David Lee Roth, you know? <laughs> he's just this, like, just all over the place. And it's like this force, and then you got, um, oh, um, who was their lead singer's name? I haven't seen him since before times. Um, from Black Christmas. Um, yeah, I, know, I don't know his name. I don't yeah. know what he means. I don't know his oh, name. God. I feel terrible. All right. Hopefully he doesn't hear this. He's out in Colorado. Probably not listening. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then, uh, and, and, like, so they had started playing, and I know... They'd gone through, they had got, they went through a few different lineups before they put out their full first release, which was actually without Isaac, but um, he would just come into the studio with these like guitar riffs, and then like the drum or the bass player wouldn't even look at him. He would like look away from what Isaac would tell me and then just like practice and write, it would take him like an hour to write a bass line to whatever Isaac was writing because it didn't make sense to anybody. And Isaac couldn't describe it to anyone. But they were all just kind of like of that same mindset of they're just going to throw all this stuff together, going to end up sounding cool. And it did. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that has a lot of these dead minute vibes to it, but it also has that kind of like they like since it's all live, it's that stripped down kind of replacement stuff, too. No, I think is this Anthem? Yeah, here's your song, bud. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, this was that, this was pretty funny too, because I, you know, like Jared did not give me any instructions when he sent it over to me. He's like, just put some bass on it, and I, and what I didn't tell him is I have a weird strung up bass guitar that's the high strings from a six string bass, because again, I don't want to play anything that makes sense in my brain. <laughs> so it's got a higher tone than a than a bass guitar normally does, but. Um, I just like, I remember like anytime that I record anything now, I just keep like that, that those rules that Isaac would get, like, he's like, keep it simple, stupid, and just do a couple yep. takes, you know, it's like time's yep. too short to fuck around with the dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so put a link in the notes. I want to say for the record, uh, the, the Varmacross full length album is excellent. Yes. Um, yeah. A link to the and there's, camp. The members yeah. are uh, Sam Boatwright, Bryce Bowley, Adley McKellop, and Kelsey Richardson. Kelsey. God. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Kelsey. Uh, and Brad, I don't. Yeah. So Brad didn't do any recordings. Both Brad and Sam weren't on the original two EPs that they did. That I believe they're both on Bandcamp. Um, one of them's on uh, whatever label. Love Garden has. Um, they put out Love one Garden, of their EPs. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But, yeah. He, uh, like, 
listening to this song, I, I still, it's still like just listening to those vocals, like kind of gives me chills. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's so unexpected, you know, even, even though I know that Isaac is a, a you know, more than competent vocalist, it's still one of those songs where you're like, man, this, this is more, like he, he, he very rarely let this kind of sound come out of it. Exactly. He, Totally agree. That's why yeah. this song being the very first song that we ever did with him, uh, you know, again, I was saying the last episode, this song, as you hear, it was written and recorded in 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> never got recorded again. This is all like one line <laughs> and it was done. Yeah, and that's where we that's where we got to see Isaac, like, he was asking us inside this song, you can hear him go, do you guys like this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was just amazing. Like, yeah, we love this. Yeah. <laughs> And that started off Dead Minutes, this little, this track right here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's really intricate for a 10 minute song. I mean, all this stuff has been, it's, there's a lot going on composition wise for how quickly this stuff came out. Yeah. I mean, like I know when I would write stuff with them, I'm writing stuff on an acoustic guitar. So it's like, that's pretty simple. You know, like that's not a, yeah. a complicated venture, but I mean, how many like how many instruments are on this for sure? Well, so the original session is just uh, me, Nate, Joaquin, Isaac, and then yeah. later um, you, we sent I sent you this file and you added the bass. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. That's it. That's uh, that's so crazy though, Dad. I mean, because like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. I mean, I can understand what like bands like Dead Kennedys can do this shit, but this is, you know, this is like an Appleseed cast song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. It really is. Hey. Thank you. Man, that that that's uh Yeah, that's a compliment. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, uh, Appleseed uh, had they had just finished recording uh Sagamartha at our studio. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, not too much after this record or before it. I can't remember. Uh, I think Sagamartha was 2007. But so Isaac and I were up there all the time, like setting up gear and like doing changeover and stuff. And that was like very formative us, uh, formative on us watching them make the Sagamartha up at our studio because oh yeah, we, we we just like learned so many tricks so quick, um, and we applied a lot of that to these demos. Oh, that's a, yeah, man. I mean, that's such a dope experience to have is like seeing somebody like them that, you know, hone their craft so well and and then being able to pull from that for what you could. That's pretty cool. I, I got from watching that record and working on that record was just commitment, not overthinking stuff. And I think that kind of influenced him a little bit, too. I really can't remember the date if it was before or after the record, but... Um, demos were, were recorded over like a year or so it wasn't like in one like couple day session or something so like different influences would come in different time for each little session of these demos so you never know yeah. you never knew what we were going to draw from that day <laughs> what vibe we were feeling <laughs> yeah like this track this is, yeah. this is all isaac too this is yeah. all isaac Like, which track have you listened to, like, like lyrically the most? 
micro arenas because yeah. a lot of those lyrics were kind of about him and I's friendship and our working relationship. So when he talks about do you carry the wheels in micro arenas, he it's too hard to explain yeah. right now. Um, but like it's also like a life philosophy too. You know, like does the car drive you or do you drive the car? Like, yeah. And just something that's always meant so much to me. It, it, I might even still get the tattoo someday, but the, the lyrics to Micro Arenas mean so much to me. And uh, uh, when we were done recording it, he was like, yeah, that's, that song's kind of about our relationship, our, our working friend relationship, our brotherhood. Yeah. And so those those lyrics will always mean a lot to me. And when, I, when I'm feeling a little misty or teary, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just need to get that brotherhood vibe. I'll throw on Micro Arenas, yeah. on night walks or something, for 10 <laughs> times in a row, and just reminisce. <laughs> I feel the vibe. Uh, I feel that. I feel that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, one, I mean, one of my favorite ones is Photo Bruce. I just, it's just a fun story, you know? Uh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to write a song about a guy with a camera for a head. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember hearing that song tonight. Did we, did we listen to that last episode? I guess we must have. We did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did listen to it tonight. We listened to it last week <laughs> that's right so the, so just so you know the very last vocal line you hear here he leaves the vocal booth hug he goes downstairs jumps in the van with uh, the dude from Leeds takes off to Seattle <laughs> so when he's singing we're done we're gone he's literally gone like he, he leaves <laughs> the booth and he's in a van in 30 seconds going to Seattle <laughs> oh man I just say, yeah, dude, like, think about the person. I always think about that. With, uh, that was one of the really funny things about him is like, like, oh, hey, man, let's leave at this time. Hold up. I've got to go into the, <laughs> the studio real quick, record a song. i got to finish vocals. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'd be like, exactly what happened. Like, we're driving to Seattle. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what happened. Dude was in the van outside waiting for him to knock this vocal out. <laughs> Yeah. The vocal booth goes to the van, goes to Seattle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. OmniQuest, I just, I'm going to play Photo Bruce. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Love this song so much. Oh, dude. And I mean, it's got like, it's got such a good kind of like, like classic sound. I can't quite tell if it's like 90s or early 2000s or 80s. It's like, it's like, pull, you know, like you can just, but it like feels classic and nostalgic all at the same time without, you know, ever having heard it before, you know? Yeah, there's some of everything in there. There's some, there's mm -hmm. some replacements in there. There's some 90s in there. Mm -hmm. some, some of the bedroom vibe that comes out after all of that, you know, it's all, yeah. it's all in there. Yeah. Man, you know, if you guys had just been a few decades earlier, I could totally see you being the band in Valley Girl at the, uh, <laughs> at the club. <laughs> oh, man, we missed the boat, dude. <laughs> Or, uh, oh, I'm blanking. What's the club in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, uh, the TV show, right? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Bronx. 
Bronze. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd <Wow>. storage. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you could you could put on a shiny shirt and uh, bronze, maybe I could see that. Oh yeah. No, well, I mean they had a pretty wide variety of acts, you know. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I want to be clear. For the record, giant Buffy fan. Not uh, this is not a knock whatsoever. I say all this with love. What, dude, wear it proudly, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I was class of 99, so I literally <laughs> was like watching, it felt like watching my peers on Tuesday nights. Right. I remember <laughs> I was in college, we had like Buffy college parties, and that was the first season of Angel. So we got like two hours. Uh, unfortunately, we had also discovered Mad Dog, so by the time Angel came around. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just watch that? <laughs> was that on tonight? What happened? Um, hey, I think this would be a good time to um, Jared tell tell the world about the seven inch coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, this is going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, like one um, Sarah Deal, Isaac's sister in law, helped work on. Like, is she doing the the cover and the the back? I can't remember no, how that all No, you did the front. Uh, no, you did the front collage, <laughs> and she's doing the back. Okay, that's she what did the it back. is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that's like, I, you know, me. You know, it's like this has like been a pretty cool journey because I've been working with not, you know, not just Jared and everything, but like uh, over this past year, getting to do a lot of that collage stuff has been pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so You're it's so like you got this cool it, design. Thanks, man, dude. Uh, well, and it's one of those things I used to do with Isaac and Sevy when we all lived together in the early 2000s. And, you know, it's just it's been one of those like real fun things that I got to do with him when he was around because um, I was always like, man, he's just like taking simple shit and making it look amazing. You know, <laughs> like I was like, God, yeah. he makes it look so easy. But um, yeah, yeah. And that was the fun thing when uh, Jared well, like called me up and he's like, hey you think you could do like a cover or something? I was like, all right, like, what are we thinking? He's like, well, we got the, we got the band name dead minutes, but like, you know, this album's going to be called tiger fish, but he didn't want something too literal. I'm like, bro, I've got a 1960s national geographic full of fucking cats. It's <laughs> 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 like, nice. it's like, oh, I've been, I've been waiting for the perfect project. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was like, good, four singles and a full length, go. Yeah, yeah, well, so it's like, uh, so I know I got, uh, we, we're going to have two Absent Mind songs on one side, I think three uh, Dead Minute songs on the other side, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So on the uh, Absent on. Mind stuff, um, that was something that like, I have... I think like 14, six, I, maybe six, a total of like 16 songs um, that I had recorded with Isaac that we had never finished or whatever. And so I had gone back through and I'd been working on kind of adding more stuff to it. And I hit up Bradley from Farmacross and I was like, hey, dude, like you've got a real knack for like just kind of building like a real big atmosphere with songs. And our stuff's so stripped down. You know, most of the time I'm just playing just the acoustic guitar. 
I think there were a couple tracks that Isaac's like on the synth on or something like that. Um, mm. And but I hit him up and I, you know, uh, we worked on pretty much every single one of those songs. Like like I had Brad go through and put a bunch of stuff on, um, and that's going to be two of those songs that are going to be on that vinyl release. And I still haven't even released the last app absent the mind album either. So it's all new music. Um, yeah. Really when is exciting. that coming out, Jared? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I got to like, like now that I've kind of gone through and I've figured it all out, I was like, all right, I think I got it tracked out. I think I got the album cover that I want. Like now it's like, all right, now I got to put it on all the things. So it should be coming out soon. I don't have a, a firm date on it. It's not like I'm on a record label or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all y'all stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. We'll, have... we'll be happy to give check, it a push. Check that one out. Uh, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Well, and yeah, the, for sure. I mean, I know that. I, and so here's the other weird thing, too, is that I was like in another punk rock band with Isaac before he left to Manhattan. And like one of the things that we always did is I had this 24 track recorder and we would mic all the drums up and mic all the amps and all the vocals and we would just hit record at every practice. And so that's like something else I've been like slowly like starting to go through and seeing, is there any gold I can pick out of these things? But you know, like we practice once a week for like two hours, three hours. Yeah. Why shit. Yeah, man. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. So Yeah, but that's gotta be funny. It's probably, I mean, I'm sure it's fun to go through some of that, though. Oh, it, like, I was, like, uh, I was showing uh, Carlos, you know, some of that stuff. And we realized that um, he had taken lyrics for, like, a uh, ID and Sleeper track and then re-recorded it for a rock song. Like, uh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that hadn't actually ever been put out yet. So he just was like, oh, I'll just use these lyrics for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to have that stuff out here. Where, you know, I'd say probably, you know, probably in November seems like a good time, you know, is is birth month and everything. Yeah. That'd be fitting, man. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, it's one of one of the things that I always have a problem with is like I got I got one track that is an acoustic rap song that's amazing. It sounds like nothing else we ever did together, and I'm like, how does this fit in? <laughs> All the things, you know, like, uh, yeah. I'm like, I, but, I mean, things just, don't have to make sense. Like, yeah, I was like, do I, you just didn't have to do make you just sense. throw a rap song in the middle of this? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, he'd say F yeah, yeah, man. Just put it on there. It's like, put it on there. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, other people may have odds and ends like that, too. So there are, I almost wonder if there could be like a... Oh, I, I mean, I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt from like, I went through all of his CDs and ripped them all that were in his shoebox of unreleased stuff. There's like four different rap albums that were on there that I know for the most part no one's heard. Like there's like some there are albums that I'm like we don't even know who produced this because there is yeah. <laughs> no yeah. detail on it at all. But everybody wanted to work with him, so producers wow. were throwing him beats all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Oh. Huh. And then I feel like I have some song somewhere that he just took uh, an ELO song 
just we put it on tape. It was a tape. We and I remember I put it into the task cam through a Walkman, and then he recorded a rap song out for it. So <laughs> like, like I know that's somewhere. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, put it with the acoustic one, and the, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, uh, Jared Fulton, Jared Lee, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Dead Minutes mm. Tigerfish is available on all your big streaming platforms, Spotify, YouTube Music, Amazon, Apple, and so on. A link to Absinthe Mind, kcmo.bandcamp.com in the description. Do check out that stuff as well. And uh, any any final thoughts before we leave the listeners for the week? Nate, you've been quiet tonight. I mean, just absorbing everything or what's going on? I mean, I would like to thank you guys personally for, uh, you know, giving Jared and I a chance to talk about our dear friend and brother. Uh, oh, hell yeah. We're uh, always going to be um, finding an excuse to talk about him, his legendary <laughs> genius friendship and brotherhood. So, uh, yeah, just thanks for giving us a platform to share and talk about our bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to talk about this record for a long time because I... I I just, I mean, you sent it to me a while ago, and uh, it might have been in alphabetical order, like you were saying, Jared, because I, I remember Anthem being the first track yeah. that I had listened to. But, I mean, I listened to that. I mean, I know I was, like, driving back and forth from Lawrence to, you know, like, rehearsals and stuff at the time, and, like, it was just, like, repeating. Um Cause yeah, man, it's like oh yeah, it's got the it's got the the guided by voices stuff, which is just like really cool, uh, and some of the sunny day, uh, you know, influence. Um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, man, it was and it was just like a, and it really was kind of a, um, uh, uh, um, losing uh, track of the word I'm I'm trying to use, it, it just. Uh, hearing Isaac, Isaac do the, this kind of stuff, yeah, uh, is was was something pretty, yeah, pretty dope. Because well, it, yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, I mean, I felt like yeah, it felt like I was being invited into something that I was unaware of that existed. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way yeah. to put it. Sure. Uh, I, you know, one of the funny things I remember is when I got that uh alphabetical list i would i made my own track orders in different ways <laughs> and i was like handing them out to like all my friends who knew i was like oh uh, yeah, it's great but like every mix was like a different order of songs and i would put yeah. like you know i was just cutting shit out of magazines for the cd slide and everything like yeah <laughs> it was it was it was easy to do because i mean it's like i mean like i mentioned uh, a couple of the songs that were uh you know more favorites of mine i mean some of them are so short you're just like yes 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 yeah and then like you know we're done with and so you go on listening but like you know i could listen to it like you know 15 more times just it's just like you know i love that yeah yeah <laughs> perfect jared jared this is a fake ending for the show this has been the long play listening party and we'll catch everybody next week. Later. Later. Bye.